What's up, everybody? It's Dorian. And Morgan. And this is The, the Rooted, Rooted Life. Life. And we are back in 2020. We here. If y'all didn't know, it's a new year. New year, new me. New year, new us. Come hey. on, Rooted Life. Um, <laughs> so everybody is calling this the year of clear vision, you know, 2020 vision. Okay. And I kind of rock with that. I'm like, okay, I can get with that. And as we are thinking about 2019, I just want to share with y'all some of our goals mm. and how God went above and beyond. So we were believing God for fives, different things in increments of five. So we wanted to see five partnerships, 50 Apple reviews, 500 Instagram followers, and 5,000 streams. Mm. And let's just say that he went above and beyond. Facts. We met all five partnerships. We got 68 Apple ratings. We grew organically to 635 IG followers. And we had over 7,000 streams. That's wild. In less than six <laughs> months, bro. Isn't that crazy? So I'm so excited wow. for what God is going to do in 2020. And I encourage anyone listening, make sure you write your goals down. Mm-hmm. Morgan wrote down these goals for us for the podcast literally in the fall of last year. <laughs> and we saw him meet all of these within about three months. Um, so anyway, how you feeling, Mo, about 2020? Yeah, just hearing that, I just want to get <laughs> up and take these headphones off and do a little praise dance in your family room real little quick. Shout, little shout, um, We spent the last couple of days in our home city in Atlanta, a passion conference, just mm. worshiping and serving. And honestly, my faith is on a thousand. Like, I feel so expected, expected and I feel better than I felt in months, to be honest. Mm, months. That's yes. so good to hear. Passion 2020 was really one of the most incredible experiences that I've even had the pleasure of witnessing yeah. and being a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe that we got to serve <laughs> and literally got a front row seat. Like literally, y'all, we were in the front row um, at what God is doing in our lifetime. It's crazy. Yeah. Incredible is a perfect way. I don't even know if incredible even like describes it accurately, nah. but I don't even know a bigger word to describe it. So let's just yeah. go with incredible. So I think for this first episode, maybe we just do our top moments since that was such an incredible experience for both of us. In yeah. a maybe we just like share our, you know, like top moments from the, from the conference. Okay. So just for y'all, if y'all don't really know a passion conference, it's a global gathering for students ages 18 to 25 that our passion city founders, Louie and Shelly Giglio started over 20 years ago. Mm. And this year over 65,000, not six thousand sixty five thousand people packed into the mercedes-benz stadium to ring in the new year just worshiping learning and serving yeah i've never seen that many believers Mm -mm. in one space Mm -mm. that was crazy and it made the body of christ a real thing and it was so big but i loved how i felt like a small part of this Mm -hmm. bigger thing Mm -hmm. you know we've talked about before the analogy of being a puzzle um, a piece in this bigger puzzle and i felt that in that moment i'm like ooh, i am a significant part even if small of this bigger thing and so the energy was crazy um and it was the first meeting of its kind in the mercedes-benz stadium crazy never have that many people come together just to worship god you've had games you've had concerts and Mm -hmm, all these other events mm -hmm. but this was in the name of jesus and so that was really big um so there were 10 plus different acts over the course of the three days you mm-hmm. had crowder lecrae hillsong united elevation worship ooh, all ooh. kinds of folks uh, what would you say is like your favorite worship moment at the conference i mean honestly i love to worship like if y'all ever seen me worship that's like my favorite thing to do so worship in general was my favorite part of the conference so it's kind of hard to determine like what my top moment was but i think when i'm reflecting on it my favorite worship actually um happened before a conference began so mm. since we were in choir we were able to practice, you know, songs for a few hours before a conference, and that was beautiful in and of itself. 
Um, but I also got to be a part of a group of choir members who carried a live flame that had been transported from Jerusalem where they believed that Jesus um, died and rose again. Mm-hmm. We believe Jesus died and rose again <laughs> from our headquarters church called 515 in Atlanta to the Ben Stadium. And so before we did that, we were in uh, we walk into a locker room and Sean Curran is there. Side note, if you don't know him, do yourself a favor. Ooh. Just type in Sean Curran worship. Yeah. And you're going to be blessed. So we're in there and he just has his keyboard and he's like, hey, can y'all just practice a few songs with us? And I'm like, this is my dream. Yeah. Like I sing his worship at least once a week. I'll go through his whole album. Yeah. Um, And so we were singing Worthy is His Name. And it was just 200 of us just lifting our voices up and just singing hallelujah for the Mm. Lord God Almighty reigns. And it was just such a pure moment because it wasn't any cameras. It wasn't a stage. Um, there were no like acoustics. It was just his keyboard and us just like singing to God. Yeah. And just to keep hearing everyone singing like the Lord God Almighty reigns was just such it was just a beautiful and such an intimate moment that we were afterwards everyone was just quiet and looking around like what just happened? Mm. It was beautiful, girl. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. So <laughs> what about you? What was your favorite worship moment? Um, so you had sent me a playlist a couple months back that had um, the artist Cody Carnes on it. And um, I didn't realize he was married to another worship singer. Her name is Carrie Jo. And so they come out. So I see Cody and I'm like, oh, yes, like run to the father and nothing else. Two mm. songs that like y'all need to go and listen to. Do but it. I've been singing those the last couple months just like on repeat. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw them on stage, I'm like, yes, I'm about to get into it. And so I hear that my two favorite songs. He does both of them. And then after that. Carrie is singing this song called Forever. And while she's singing the song, the stadium roof begins to open, y'all. And like Mm -hmm. if you that's like a huge part of the like the cool factor of the Mercedes Benz Mm -hmm. Stadium is that the roof can open. Mm -hmm. It's like literally one of the best stadiums in the world. And so as that's happening, we're singing hallelujah over and over. And hallelujah means um, God be praised. And so we're Mm. singing God be praised as we're looking into the sky. Mm. And I'm looking at like his beautiful creation. This wind is rushing in. It was one of the most transformative moments ever. And I literally just fell to my knees crying. (laughs) Like it was so overwhelming. I was like, oh my God, God is so big to allow this moment, to allow me to be here right now. And I'm looking up at the heavens and I feel like he's shining down on me. Like it's like I can feel his (laughs) arms around me. So I literally was just on my knees crying and I was like I I can't even believe that this is happening it was amazing it was I'm almost speechless because I don't even know what to say that would like accurately describe what it felt like to to be worshiping God and to look up to the sky and know that he's looking down and he was there with us and he chose to commune with us he chose to answer our prayers and like interact with us and I sent um Dorian something last night um because Carrie posted on her Instagram that before then she had prayed like God we want you to be tangible like we want to feel you on our face yeah and to pray such a specific prayer and for him to the wind just answer it yeah and immediately I thought when the stadium started to open up and I'm worshiping and I looked up and I'm like I'm starting to see blue what and I'm I'm elbowing people I'm like y'all look up look yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. so we're all worshiping and we're all like what that's the sky and the clouds but I immediately thought about the scripture in Acts 2 to right after Jesus died um, and came back and in Acts 2 2 it says suddenly there came around like a mighty rushing wind and mm. it filled the entire house where they were sitting and the Holy Spirit was just so evident there so that was just I think that was a really special moment too um, but let's get into these incredible speakers so mm. whose message spoke to you 
the most. Man, there were some good speakers in the building. Mm. And there was such a great variety. So I really appreciated how they brought all different types of colors, ages, styles. There was Mm -hmm. something for everybody. Um, So the one that really stood out to me the most was John Piper. And I'd never heard of him before the conference. And honestly, I was like, "Mm, this older white man with white hair, like (laughs) he's probably going to be the one that I like least connect to. Mm. And man, of course, God always surprises you. And he really took me out. So he was teaching about the desire of our souls, which was the theme of the conference, which comes from the scripture, Isaiah 26, 8. And the key note that he talked about was that to truly be born again in Christ means that you develop a taste and a desire for who God is. But that desire is more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And nothing else in your life is more important than awakening this desire in your life. And so I love that he was so direct. And he talked about like the gravity of our relationship with God, how important it is that we establish that desire for him. And I think that it resonated with me the most because our generation of pastors have a lot of different ways of reaching the people. Mm -hmm. You know, there's different demonstrations and examples, colorful language, lights, and all of these things. And I think that those things are beautiful because we need innovation in ministry. But I loved that there was just this like, very direct approach to the gospel and the heaviness that came from his message. Mm. And I really think for me, it was like, okay, the line that summed everything up was without this desire for God, you will not only waste your life, but you will lose it. It it gave me like a renewed sense of devotion. And I'm Mm. like, Ooh, I got to get serious about the kingdom. Right. Right. I love that. Yeah. I felt like the Holy Spirit was just dragging my heart up and down the aisles (laughs) as he was talking. It was so real. And Pastor Ben references John Piper a lot. So I had never heard him preach, but because I honor and respect Ben so much, I'm like, if Ben like honors and like looks up to you, then you really must have a word for the people. Mm -hmm. And he definitely did. For me, my favorite was Christine Kane. Mm, I love y'all. I done read her books. I get her emails. I've read all her devotionals in the Bible. I have like, I love me some Chris. Kane and Louie's message, we'll talk about that a little bit later, was a close second. Um, so Chris taught from Genesis 26. It wasn't something I had actually read before, but it was about how Isaac had to dig up these stopped up wells of his father and rename them. And she basically compared the stopped up wells to our hearts and talked about how God is doing a new thing in the generation, but he's calling us to dig deeper. And it was really a call to action that was like, do your part. Yeah, God has really incredible things to share. There are things that he wants to do, but we have to go through and dig up those things in our hearts, dig up those things in our churches and our society that's actually not helping us um, move towards the will of God in our lives. And so I just love that. And she talked about FOMO. She talked about fear of commitment. She talked about a lack of patience, um, but say, y'all need to start digging and take out the things that you don't need anymore and stick with the foundation of his word and his promises and his prayer. So it was really a call to action. Like you need to start digging more. And I know you feel like you're called to do this and this and you want to be elevated, but like do your part mm-hmm. and get in the word basically. Yeah, that's good. She was such a force on the stage. Yes. And when she talked about how God is more complex than like this or that, Ooh. but he's both. That was so good. She was saying that he's both grace and obedience. He's both spirit and truth. He's both theology and reality. And it was so incredible to have someone so respected and someone who is so plugged into God Mm -hmm. be able to come and say, like, it's not as easy as you might think. Mm -hmm. He is bigger than your black and white. Like, Mm -hmm. he is all of it. And so that was huge for me. Um, But let's not forget Pastor Louie closing out on the second night. So, y'all... Our guy got on stage and basically said, you need to read your Bible. (laughs) Read it. Y'all don't read your Bibles. (laughs) And at the end of the day, I'm like, dang, we really are nothing without that word. We are nothing without the word. And I think I even understood the gravity of the importance of the word. Because I was trying to think, like, how would I know anything about what God has done in the past? Period. 
How would I know what his promises are for me in the future? How would I know his love for me? Yep. I mean, he speaks to us. Yeah. But like he made a whole book for us. So yeah. I don't think I even, I don't think I even revered the Bible. Like I should have yes. been doing all this time because I didn't understand like how much of an important role. Yeah. And even as Dory and I were sharing our screenshots from the Bible app, I'm like, there is so much word that has sustained me this mm-hmm. year that I have taken for granted, honestly. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people that were, that have messages this week, they're like, y'all need to read. Everybody got to the Bible. Y'all need to read. But the line that Louis said that took me out, oh, literally, I just was in tears. He said, once you start flipping the pages of this book, God will start turning the pages of your life. And mm. if you feel like that he's not moving things in your life, get into the book. Girl. He'll do it. Let me tell you, at the end of the day, if we even want to open our Bibles and allow God to turn the pages of our lives, then we have to start living by mm-hmm. that John 3.30 scripture. He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. And I think mm-hmm. that was like one of the biggest points that I took away from this is yeah. that in order to be more like him, I have to die more to myself, yeah. and I have to let him be bigger and bigger and bigger in my life. So, yeah, the, the speakers were crazy, y'all, and I took some really good notes. So DM us if y'all want these notes. I have literally hey. like a running list of <laughs> all the messages I got. So feel free to reach out to us. Wait, real quick for a second. I don't even think I touched this. So when we came back to, we were staying at Dorian's house because her family was close. And your dad was eating chicken and I'm eating my rice and we're talking. And he was talking about how he was going to go shopping with your mom in the morning. And uh-huh. he was like, I don't really, you know, I love to sleep in. But that's my wife telling me to go. I'm going to go. And yeah. he's like, that's that's marriage right there. Like you got to sacrifice. Like it has to be less of what I want and more of what she mm. wants. So it's just so funny that he would say that. And then the whole thing was about less of what we want, more sacrificial love, more dying to self. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, that sounds really hard. And honestly, like I like doing what I like to do. Like I don't really want to die to self, honestly. Girl. But it was just so interesting that he said that Monday night and then the whole theme of the whole. Conference so shout out to your daddy for always being on point with the word. <laughs> Deaconess. Always. always. <laughs> Okay, so we both got to serve with the choir team at conference this Mm. year. And, I mean, it was just true favor to really serve in a way that all you really had to do was worship for (laughs) three days. Um, So what would you say was, like, your top serving moment from the conference? Okay. Uh, So like I said, I got to be a part of the choir group that walked the light from our 515 Passion location to the bins, which was about seven miles. Seven miles. At night (laughs) in the winter. Uh, So we had police escorts. We had a helicopter. We had signs with Jesus on it. We had signs with passion. Um, And it was really beautiful. But at the same time, it was really, really tough because I had vans on. So my ankles Mm. were hurting. And we were walking on sidewalks and sometimes on the street and then sometimes in debris. And then we were in Piedmont Park. And we were just like everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was cold. And it was just so tempting to complain uh, because it was difficult. But yeah. even as Dory and I were just reflecting on it, like that's literally the walk with Christ. Like that's the significance <laughs> of it. It is difficult. It is hard. But every time, every time we take that walk with Christ, somebody, our li- our lives are on display for other people. That's literally what it was. Our lives were on display for all of Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like as we're walking with the sign of Jesus, as we're walking with him, as we're being a light, other people are getting pulled into the story when we do our part. Yeah. Um, so it was hard. Uh, and then around <laughs> mile five, the Holy Spirit was like, this is an honor. Like, why are you even complaining in your heart? I'm like, this is an opportunity for souls to be drawn to me. And so I just thought that was really cool. And so I was just praying for the people that maybe somebody would look at our hashtag sign and be like, let me look up that church and maybe they'll come yeah. visit us, you know, or maybe they'll just think, I don't know, maybe it'll just spark something in their hearts and yeah. maybe um, God will use that. So in addition to that, we started passing all these places that I hung out in mm-hmm. at Georgia state in 2010. So literally 10 years ago. Yeah. And the Holy spirit just started to remind me of all the ways that he had kept me, 
the way he had blessed me, the way he had stretched me and the way he really matured me. So I was just struck with just so much gratitude to be in my city, in my hometown and just think about all the things and experiences that have made me and how God has really brought me through a lot and brought me to so much. And to be able to start at my church home, which is so beautiful, and then to end at the bends of the mm-hmm. new year, um, which is something so incredible and so specific to me because other people were walking, but I'm like, that's where we hung out and then we did that. And that's what you're saying. I walked the class there. Mm-hmm. And so to see all these places of my life for the last 10 years was just by the end of the walk, I just was full of gratitude and excited for, you know, what he had done. And even more, I was thinking, I was praying for the kids at the bends. I'm like, I hope when y'all are looking back on the last 10 years of your life, you can see God's goodness and mm-hmm. that you can, you can, you can feel proud and know that he is proud of you, that you have done everything he has called you to do. And you can look back and be like, I was a servant of God. Yeah. Cause I think one of the biggest travesties would be to look back on 10 years and be like, I have nothing to show. Ooh. I did nothing for eternity, you know? And I'm not saying that my last 10 years have been perfect. No. I'd say the, I say eight of them were pretty messy. Yep. <laughs> but I just love that he still was reaching for me. And even 10 years ago, he was pulling me to passion before I even knew it. Yeah. Um, so that was my prayer for the kids in the stadium. And even our prayer, my prayer for us that in 10 more years and we, when we push it 40, we looking back like, all right, we've been faithful. Yeah. Okay. So what about you? Top serving moment. Yeah. Um, for me, I would say I don't have a specific moment, but I think just um, understanding my position and the significance of that position on mm-hmm. the choir team. So coming into choir, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like I just get to sing worship songs. Great. But um, after we kind of went through our training, I had a better understanding of our strategy and how we were actually an intentional team Um, because a lot of students coming to the conference may have never experienced God in a more expressive and bold Mm -hmm. way and so to know that it's crazy because I grew up with church that was Mm -hmm. always very expressive and bold always lots of singing and shouting and dancing but to think that depending on your experience, you may have a totally like private, reserved and quiet type of um, relationship with God. And so then you get to this conference and you see us, the choir team, strategically placed there to put our hands in the air, to shout, to jump, to kneel, to be, you know, smiling with our heads lifted towards God. And I remember seeing so many students be really kind of like reserved and just kind of rocking side to side, maybe singing the songs. But by day three, when we were all in the pit and they could see us, I looked around and I saw way more hands than what I saw on the first day. And I would even, I appreciated the opportunity to be able to see someone because we had such a great perspective. I would literally put my eyes on someone and see that they kind of weren't feeling it. And Mm. I would just begin to pray for that person. Mm. And then maybe a couple hours later, I would check back in and I would see their hands lifted and it would just make my heart smile. And I would, it would hit me to the point where I would just start crying because I'm like, God, I feel what you do in my life. But then to visibly see you doing it on somebody else's life, I'm like, people are being changed from this and you're unlocking Mm. things that we will never know or begin to see, but we can trust that you're doing it. So that was really just like the most intimate way that I have ever served. And I just appreciated the opportunity to get to do it. Oh, I love that. And I think it's a good reminder that worshiping is not just about us. Yeah. You know, and I just love how they were talking about like, we're going to worship wide and tall vertically, not because yeah. we feel like we got to put on a show, but we want people to see like God has done something in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I love to that as we worship, we were called to pray for people that it wasn't just like, yeah, clap your hands and sing the lyrics, but like pray for a section, pray for a heart, pray mm-hmm. for a person. And my friend Colby told me that there was somebody who was um on the security team and, you know, the first day they were kind of reserved. And by, you know, day two, they were kind of nodding. But by like the, I think she said the end of day, day two, they were just like 
just tears streaming down their face. And it was just beautiful to think that our worship could could help um, other people see that what has God done in their life? Like, this isn't a show for them. Like, Mm -hmm. we're on our knees crying Mm -hmm. because God has done such a a beautiful thing. So it was just cool to think that there were people who were just coming to work there and just got to be a part of that worship experience and got to have their lives impacted by God. So I just think it was just the worship was just, mm, it was so amazing. So Mm. as we kind of wrap up our passion recap, what was your top personal moment with God? Like if you had to share the sweetest, most intimate moment you had with God at conference, what would you say it was? Um, So I would say it happened during uh, Pastor Louis' sermon. So as he was talking about turning the page Mm -hmm. um, in our lives, and he talked about how a lot of us have stories of defeat in our lives, but Mm -hmm. God doesn't want us to stay there. He wants to be able to turn the page to a story of victory. And the way we do that is by saying goodbye to the stories of our past so that we can embrace the change of the decade and the new Mm -hmm. story that God has before us. And so as it hit my heart, I realized that I have this tendency to kind of argue the call the calling of God on my life and I've allowed uh, the excuses of how I'm ill-equipped and I'm unqualified um, to outweigh the voice of the Holy Spirit saying no this is what I want to see in you and so when he said that God can use anyone to go out and share the gospel among the nations and that he will use your story that you thought was a story of defeat to actually bring Mm. more people to him um, in that moment, I just felt God, I heard him whisper so clearly, that's what I want to do with you. Mm. And so I just felt like all of my mistakes, all of my regrets, everything that I had been through in my past was all worth something. Mm. And even though I had kind of been tucking it away in this corner, like, I don't want to remember those things. I'm going to keep them away. God was like, no, those are actually the Mm. things that I need you. I don't want you to sit in them and the shame and the guilt of them, but I want you to remember them so that you can remember that I will use any part of your story, that pain is for purpose and that your story is going to be used. Y'all know my word of the year is freedom. Your story is going to be used to set other people free. And so I literally just, I don't think I've ever cried during a sermon actually. And I realized that in that moment, too. I cried during worship all the time and just like during <laughs> prayer. But yeah. I've never just cried listening to a sermon because I mm. also felt God speak to me. So I just like sat there crying. <laughs> and I just felt like the people around me were like, yo, she wilding over here. I- but I literally was just weeping. It was like I was mm. weeping because I was I felt like unlocked you know I just felt like something had just opened up in my Mm -hmm. heart and I was like okay God like I hear you and I'm with you and I responded to him saying like I will not resist how you want to use me for Mm -hmm. your kingdom and um I just I really believe that in this year he's going to show me what that ministry looks like to be able to set other people free whoa (laughs) yeah that Dorian that is so oh that's so good and it's just so sweet of him like there's a scripture that's like you know, who are we that you would think of us? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that was just such a theme that I cried the whole conference. Cause I'm like, you're the God of the, of all creation. And, and who am I that you would even answer our prayers? Mm-hmm. You know, like you could be doing anything you, you've already done so much. So mm-hmm. for you to keep like abundantly blessing us, speaking to us, showing up when people have prayed and, and he answered those prayers, it just was overwhelming. Okay. So Sean Curran, who I kind of talked about earlier, he led a beautiful worship service, um, in the afternoon and I just felt like God's presence was just so evident and like literally afterwards Brad came up and was like I don't really know what to say he was like crying he's like I don't know what to do we're just gonna kind of have a moment of silence if you want to go to the bathroom you can and it was like almost completely silent yeah so to be in a stadium of 65,000 people and it almost be completely silent because I think God was talking to people he was speaking and he was moving in in people's hearts and for me I was just like on my knees sobbing (laughs) 
because God was just like talking so clearly and he was just revealing to me something that I hadn't really realized was that I had been weary these last couple of weeks. I had been sick, as you can kind of tell from my throat, um, and that I had felt disappointed because there were things that I had prayed for mm. and I had been faithful this whole year and I had sown seeds and I hadn't seen any of those, like mm-hmm. none of the fruit of my faithfulness. And I just felt discouraged. Like, like, are you seeing this? Like, where are you? Mm-hmm. And so I kind of said it in my heart a couple of times the last couple of weeks, but it was just so beautiful that he spoke to me and he was like, no, I saw everything. Like I saw when you sow, when you didn't want to sow, I saw when you came to church and you served. I saw all the times that you were faithful, even when it was difficult. Um, and he was like, I'm going to bless that. Like, I'm going to blow your mind. And, um, then I started to cry uncontrolled, mm-hmm. to the point where people behind me were like, people I didn't know were like patting my back. Oh. I had mascara on my face. And it wasn't even the fact that he said he was going to bless me. It was the fact that he saw it mm-hmm. and he didn't forget it. And mm-hmm. I just immediately thought about the scripture that like, he knows every tear I've cried. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the God of the entire universe is like, I saw that one thing you're going to do mm-hmm. and I'm going to bless that. He didn't have to do that. It's like, you've already blessed me by allowing me to be a blessing and to serve at church and to have this beautiful podcast. But the fact that he's like, I still want to honor it. Like, I still want to bless you on top of the blessing I've already given you, mm-hmm. which is unbelievable. And it was just such a, it kind of what you were saying about unlock something that was like, oh, he really sees me. Yeah. Like he sees everything I do and he's gonna, he's gonna honor that. Uh, so that was just a sweet moment for him to reaffirm that. And I feel like that's why my faith is on a thousand. Cause he's like, no, I see it. Now keep going. Yeah. Like keep digging deeper. Yeah. I'm calling you to deeper waters, but I need you to keep like, don't be discouraged. Don't be weary. I'm going to honor it, but keep sowing seeds. And then eventually you're going to see yeah. the fruit. But for right now, so seeds. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. my instructions. That's it. I think mm. that was all of our instruction was just to keep doing what you're doing, yeah. you know, and to, I think I am such a person that this is one thing that like, if we talk about 2020 things we want to work on, I start a lot, but I don't finish a lot. Mm. And I, I'm literally, I was talking to Kenny last night and behind you, there's a shelf full of books over there <laughs> that I have gotten a good 25 pages in all of them, <laughs> but I haven't finished none of those books. Mm. And in my desire to want to read more this year, I was, as I was talking to him, I was like, yeah, I want to read more this year. I need to think of some books. And I just looked over there and I no. said, oh, there's about <laughs> six books over there that I have not finished. And mm. so as I was just thinking about my life and my walk with Christ, like, I feel like I've gotten this really good start over the last like two years. I've mm-hmm. just really been digging and I don't want to stop. I want to keep going because You know, the coolest part I think that I've realized about God is that there is no final round. There is Mm -hmm. no last level. Like, it is infinite where you can go with Mm -hmm. him. And the depth that you can reach with him, it never stops. So that is why we can be on this never-ending journey for him. Because even the most spiritual, theological, like, knowledge-filled preacher, pastor, whatever, there's still more for him. And if there's more for him, then there's doggone sure going to be more (laughs) for me. Because your girl ain't been to school or nothing. So (laughs) I just feel so encouraged by the fact that, like, he can continue to blow our minds. He continue to grow our faith. Yep. He can continue to push us and stretch us and mold yep. us. And so I'm excited about this decade and to look at 2029 and to be like, dang, look at where I was in 2020 mm. on fire. And I'm still on fire in right. 2029. Oh. Uh, yeah, that it was just so cool to be able to see all of that coming together and moving within the bins and even how God used me in that moment to send you a scripture that affirmed what he was speaking to you. And I didn't even know he was talking to you about it. It's just crazy. Like she literally sent me a scripture that was like, you've been faithful and I'm going to give you more responsibilities. It's time to celebrate. (laughs) Like, why would he do that? 
I was just and that and then I had I just stopped crying. I was like, okay, I got myself together. I'm gonna eat a cookie. Like, I'm okay. I'm okay. And then you said that, and I just I just again head head in hand, Plug just mm-hmm. just crying because it was like he didn't have to confirm it. Like he had already been good enough to be faithful when I was weary. Yeah, I was weary. Mm-hmm. He had been faithful and consistent, so he was good then. And then to come and meet with me and tell me like, nah, we I good. And then for him to have you send me that and be like, nah, we good. And then my friend Jill sent me a scripture. I mean, a text and was like, God's going to blow your mind this year. Like he has big plans for you. Crazy. I was just like, God, you're so good. It is like, it's actually blowing my it's mind because I don't understand why you're so faithful. So all that to say, clearly we're excited. Yeah. Uh, this was, again, it just was such a significant. And I think the word you use unlocking something I mm. think was so important. And I think that's what a lot of us needed as we go into a new decade. Yeah. We want God to open us up. We want to go deeper. We want to be more like him. And I think that unlocking of places in our hearts that are broken or sad or insecure it's like it's so like him to move into those places and fill it with love so we can be more like him yeah so i'm just grateful that we got to experience it i'm grateful that we got to see god move that he transformed our hearts and i just want to say thank you to passion city atlanta um to dc for people who've been sewing for shelly and louie for being faithful for 27 years and i was thinking what that experience was like for them 27 years ago or 20 something years ago god gave them a promise and they were faithful Mm -hmm. and to be standing in the middle of his faith i'm like god i want to be there in 20 years to be standing around people who i'm like my faithfulness helped make this happen not because i'm so great but that god would choose to use me and so thank you to the door holders the team leaders everybody who's been praying and serving the conference team y'all y'all's intentionality your prayer your consistency just thank you it it has changed our lives and i know it changed the lives of many people yeah for sure well that is it that's our first episode of 2020 and let me tell y'all the rooted life has some great things in store for this year man so we've got a series coming up it's going to be called deeper roots and we're going to be highlighting seven areas that we believe god is calling us to go deeper during this decade Mm -hmm. so we're going to cover topics like worship quiet time with god generosity and we believe that as we become more devoted in these areas that we're going to build a solid foundation that we need for the decade Ooh, that's going to be so good and we got a devotion coming this summer Yay. and the official season two premiere in july in the meantime go ahead and follow us on instagram at rooted life podcast and last but definitely not least if you're listening on apple Podcasts, leave us five stars and a brief review sharing what you love about our show all right rooted family well happy new year yeah. we are ready to establish more firmly and deeply in god's love with you this year we love y'all and as always stay, stay rooted, rooted.